0: Welcome to season three of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script! Okay, here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to Season 3. Hey, welcome in to episode 22 of I'm Not Targeting Your Targeting. This is going to be our wrap up of episode three of the, the football arm of our podcast. Of course, the basketball arm is yet to come, right, Tom? Uh, it's coming, pal. It's coming. <laughs> I know your secret, you're like, what? Is he serious? No, dude, I'm not serious. <laughs> I am. Um... After this one, I'll see you guys around July, maybe. I don't know. You know, we had the Tales from the Road at one time, but we got to looking at those, and heck, with our some of our listeners being Utes, we really can't tell a lot of our stories. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I may have to make a solo appearance after uh, Bama goes on a, a run here in the next few games. As a matter of fact, they're playing live right now. They're up one against LSU.
0: They are, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because that rolls into my commentary. I don't. I told Tom off air that we. I didn't really have a commentary. We're going to talk about Alabama sports since the national title game, and dude, it has been very un-Bama-like. I, we have lost three basketball games, and right before when we were just talking, shooting a breeze before we hit the live button here, Bettyaco is that the guy's name for Bama? Like a seven-footer missed a dunk yeah and i'm like that sums up the <laughs> that sums up bama athletics since the uh since the the new year uh we lost the national title to georgia i mean congrats to the dogs you know and it's it this one hurt a lot which we'll talk about in a minute but it, it honestly i was not prepared you know we really should have done this podcast last wednesday while everything was fresh on our mind but dude i just couldn't and i don't think you could either and Tom texted me from uh, Philadelphia where he finished two spots out of the money. Mm, that has to hurt And playing poker. You know, thanks I,
1: I, I, thanks I hate for that. bringing it up. I, I hate that for him, you know. I
0: really do. <laughs> but, but he's like, I, I think I'm finally prepared to do the podcast. And I knew exactly where he was coming from because, man, it, it just it hurt. Uh, even though we were not favored to win and, and we kind of – we tried to speak Alabama winning into existence – it just didn't happen, but since then, we have lost three ball games in, uh, in men's basketball. Our gymnastics went to Florida, and Florida scored three perfect 10s on their final rotation to beat us like, by .75 points. <laughs> and I mean, come on, judges, really? <laughs> you know, y'all throwing out tens like tom throwing out pocket queens here i mean come on guys and uh I, i'm trying to think of some, we've not had a lot of good fortune we did win a cheerleading uh national championship so we, we got that streak alive of winning a national championship in some athletic sporting event but it is the the new year the turn of the new year has not been kind so uh That's really all I got on the commentary. You know, I I think I think brighter days will be ahead. We've got a lot of talent on the basketball squad. I mean, we beat number one Gonzaga. We beat Houston. Daryl was telling me that Miami, uh, the Hurricanes, they crushed somebody. They crushed Carolina last night. We beat them, and heck, they're they're really good. So we we're we're fine as far as the tournament goes. I mean, we can't slop around, and you know, we we don't need to finish below five hundred in conference, and I don't think that we will. But uh, but it's just – it's not where we really thought we would be. We really needed that Mississippi State win other night, and we just didn't get it.
1: Yeah, we uh, – I guess before tonight, I think we were somewhere around still top 10 in the RPI, even at 11 and 6. That's, that's a tribute to how tough of a schedule we had. Uh, the, the Missouri game is by far the worst loss we've had of the year. I mean, I know it's a road loss in the SEC, and road wins are good no matter who you get them against. But you got to feel like when you're playing some of the lower-end SEC teams, because Missouri definitely is, you've got to pick up a win or two in those spots so that you can afford to lose like you did at Mississippi State. Um and, and and Mississippi State would have been a great rebound game. You, if you'd have, if you'd have said, "Hey, we're gonna go one and one, Mississippi State and Missouri," I would have taken a Missouri win and miss State loss. Uh, but unfortunately, we went out of the zero and two, and we had a shot to win that state game. But it's uh, I don't know. They it seems like something's in their head right now. As soon as we lost to well, I tell you what, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier this season a couple three or four weeks ago after we were i forget what a record was 10 and 2 or or whatever it was we were ranked number one we moved to number one in the rpi in the country Mm -hmm. and we immediately lost to memphis the very next game and we after we lost to memphis i think we we won a game or two maybe three and I look back, and all of a sudden, we had retaken the number one RPI in the country again. We were number one in the RPI again, and that's it. And we immediately lost to Missouri <laughs> in the next game. So, uh, I don't know. Like I said, they just, they just got to kind of get their heads out of the butt. They, they're going to have plenty of opportunities, I'll tell you that. Uh, LSU's RPI is number five, who we're currently playing, and I think we're now down one. Yeah. Um, we still have to play number five in the country, Baylor. This is AP ranks. Five, Baylor. Auburn, who
0: is currently, they're still number two, aren't they? Do you know why they're number two, Tom? Because they're not number one. <laughs> no, I don't know if, I, I'm legit. This is this is funny. They were poised to take over the number one spot. They deserve to be the number one team in the country. One AP voter voted them number nine, and that hurt them <laughs> enough to put them at two. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever the voter is that put him at nine, bro. Next round in Tuscaloosa is on me and Tom. No
1: doubt, no <laughs> doubt. You know. And before we get off of basketball, I'll tell you one thing that is was shocking to me before this game. Uh, Shackelford, Shackelford, you got to think is is if not the best, one of the top two or three players on our team, um, and he's currently shooting 36.6%
0: from the three point line which is which is a good percentage i'll take that all day it is a good um, percentage if your team doesn't live and die by the three which we do <laughs> you know, well,
1: six or seven points, we have a ton of players that are less than 30%, which hurts, and that, but that's mm-hmm. not the point that I'm making. But, but Shackelford, he's the leading scorer for us right now. He's shooting 36.6% from three-point land, which I think, again, is respectable. I, if he could maintain that all year, I, I, we'd be fine with that. But what was surprising, his field goal percentage is only 40.3%.
0: Field goal or free? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, field goal overall. Yeah, that's 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 for shots. That we, with the shots that we take exactly being layups or threes. You're you know you should really see a discrepancy between your field goal and your three point shooting. Huge, I agree. You should with see
1: a huge uptick. Yep. And I and that's 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 really bad to to only be at forty percent from from field because I guarantee you he he don't have five shots between six
0: and 20 foot oh yeah probably right
1: uh, you know everything's in in the paint there so we, we've just got to do a better job of shooting I think right now I, we've been in a funk but we'll get there I mean this team this team is really really talented but they, they've got they've got something going on in their their he now heed <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> underrated movie it is but yeah that uh, that's that's uh we we have the talent. We've got the talent to make the Final Four, but if we were to make the Final Four, it's going to be uh, – the the narrative will be, and I think it'll be a good narrative, will be, oh, my gosh, Bama just got hot in the tournament because we are not showing the consistency that a Final Four team needs to show. But, they, yeah, that's a good thing. we got a puncher's chance. We've we amassed talent. We've got a good coaching staff. So, uh, you know, bright, bright days ahead for Alabama. Uh, and uh, as, as I like Shackelford just missed a wide open three. Like you, in our offense, you've got to knock that down. Dude, and hush!
1: I'm 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 behind
0: you. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the championship game. Damn it,
1: Shackelford just missed a wide open three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the championship game. And man, I, there's so many emotions tied up with this game. You know, are we going to turn into Texas 2009? Whoa! if Colt McCoy wouldn't have got hurt. If Colt McCoy wouldn't have got hurt, you know, because we, when we lost Jamo, you know, that really, that really, really did us in. I mean, we all knew it. And we, we kept the lead into the fourth quarter. And, and we, man, what about the fluky play, the fumble, that I thought was an incomplete pass. Hats off to, I thought the refs did an outstanding job. I know I'm jumping around bunch of word salad right here. I sound like our esteemed president right now. but hats off, I thought the officiating was very fair on, on both both sides. And how about them letting that play out? That was an NFL style call when they did not call the incomplete pass. They threw the beanbag down. up on uh, when we when the, the play first happened, I'm like, what are they doing? It's that's an incomplete pass. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, even if it's not an incomplete pass, we were clearly out of bounds when we recovered it. And lo and behold, we weren't. And that was that was our touchdown. And I think that was uh that was in the fourth quarter because we were going from right to left as you listen uh and and watch on the screen. And hats off to Kirby after that for um for taking the the chains off of off of Stetson Bennett the fourth. You know, we I, I didn't think he could beat us and he ultimately did and and it was because Kirby Kirby turned him loose. You know, the two thousand seventeen Kirby right there, he gets the ball back down what, six points, I guess. No, five five points. And he runs, runs, passes and punts. And he didn't do that this time and and we I don't think we were truly ready for that. But you know, Tom, if I had told you anyway I'll back to it. are we going to turn into Texas fans where oh if Colt wouldn't have got hurt if Jameson wouldn't have got hurt you know are we going to roll the moral victory tree which Auburn did in 2009 when we beat them 19 to 14 yeah i don't know it's a, there's a lot of angles we can take on this game but if i had told you after florida or after texas a&m say hey man what what if what if, what if january the first Jason would have come to you to your house and said Tom I'm from the future don't worry about what just happened at Texas a or don't just worry don't worry what just happened at Florida Bama's gonna be in the national title game this year you'd have been excited and I'd say well yo, there's a catch there's a catch and you'd be like okay what's the catch no I'm not worried about it but what's the catch I said well when we get to the national title game after the second quarter our number one receiver is going to be Slade Bolden You know, I mean that. uh, You know, we just we were fighting an uphill battle at that point, and you know, hats off to Georgia. And the reason I will even the reason I will even entertain the injury situation is this right here. You know, Texas. We make fun of Texas fans for saying if if only Colt wouldn't have got hurt. The thing is, though, we had not played Texas. What if we had played Texas? November the 25th of 2009, and Texas beat us by 17 points, okay? And then we get to the national title game, and Colt gets hurt. You know, Texas fans would have a point. Don't, do you agree?
1: Yeah, they would. They, because they, they had definitely.
0: beaten us with Colt McCoy, okay? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Colt goes out. So we had beaten Georgia as a full-strength Alabama for a half, and then, of course, Mechie goes out late in the, uh, you know, it was the final drive. I mean, Bryce runs the touchdown in, we kick off to the Georgia. They basically nil it out and uh, and get to, to halftime. And so we beat them at roughly full strength. And then we get to the game with them. And we just, we came up empty too much on our early drives. And when I say empty, you know, we were just field goal, field goal, no touchdown scored, hats off to Georgia's defense. And, uh, and I'll wrap this up quickly. But, you know, if, if Jamison – I think we, I think Bama fans – what I'm trying to say is I think Bama fans have a point that injuries did hurt us this game. Now, it might not have made the difference. We shall never know. But the fact that we had already beaten Georgia by 17, full strength for two quarters, and then very, very strong for the last two quarters, I really feel like that, that we'd have had a good shot if Jamison didn't go out. And I'll close with this, and I'll let you chime in, and then we maybe go back and forth. I think what hurts the most about this game is Georgia won a national title in the fashion that people had me convinced you could no longer win a national title. And I know I just said Stetson Bennett played well, and he did. He played well. I guess he was the MVP. I I didn't stay. As soon as the pick six happened, I was like, yep, we're done here. I cut the TV off and went to bed. I wasn't going to watch them uh, celebrate. But – Georgia won with great defense and adequate a strong running game, adequate passing and they just smothered you to death and I was convinced that you couldn't win that way anymore and now I will say that I will say this on top of that I don't I don't yearn to go back to the days of Jake Coker or Cooper Bateman or you know whoever whatever quarterback you want to insert you know Greg McElroy, uh, two of those won national titles, by the way. You know, I, I like having Jalen Hurts in, in New York City for the Heisman. I like having Tua, who should have won the Heisman. I like having Bryce Young, who did win the Heisman, and all our receivers. So I'm not striving to go back to that, but it just hurt that two th- basically Bama got beat by 2011-2012 Alabama, and that, that really stung.
1: Yeah, that 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 doesn't – it doesn't weigh in on my, I guess, uh, well, hurt feelings. It should. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and and make excuses for a while we're the better team or should have been. I Georgia has been the best team in the country most every week this year except for one, and, and that's when they played us. Um, well, I take that back. First, they they took a little while to get their get their game rolling because they they didn't look very good against Clemson either, even though they won that game. Um, but I think we said this before the game, and and I still stand by it now. With everything we lost last year, um, and I feel like I I need to tick it off of again because it just feels so good to to tick it off from last year. <laughs> you know, we yeah. lost. We lost the best quarterback in the nation, the best running back in the nation, the best wide receiver in the nation, the Joe Moore offensive line in the nation, plus two of the two or three of those let, left let for me the interrupt. NFL. Yep. Let me interrupt. Go ahead. Uh,
0: the first three players you mentioned just played in the NFL playoffs this year. So yeah, continue. exactly. Yeah.
1: Plus, plus the draft picks on the defensive side of the ball, plus our all-everything offensive coordinator, who ends up getting the head coaching job of none other than Texas Longhorns? I mean, you don't lose more than that in one year. We've even as many draft picks as we've had go to the NFL, and as much coaching turnover as we've had uh, in any one season, we've never lost that caliber of talent at one time. There's just no. There's no way. I'm not saying that translates into all pro NFL type players which they're they were all battling for rookie of the year for the most part. Um, but the the just the pure college level talent that you lost from one year to the next, there's no way we should have been in a championship game this year. And and I and I take a lot of pride in getting there. Um, and and Saban always has the same spill on injuries and we've talked about this before. That's the reason why he plays his starters on special teams. He, it, it, injuries doesn't factor into his game plan as far as particularly particularly before it happens. It's it's you know he's going to play the best players. Yeah. And if that player's hurt, he's going to play his backup in the same manner.
0: Well, like uh, like Jameson getting the targeting called Auburn. I mean, our number one receiver, you know, is on punt punt cover.
1: Exactly, exactly. And he's and he's going to do it. But out of all the players that we lost last year to the NFL, and then you start this year, so I'm going to ask you a question. Is Bryce Young the best player, him or Will Anderson, on this team?
0: What do you ask it again? I'm sorry,
1: Bryce. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, they're one, two, two, one. Yeah, as far as most talented on this year's team,
0: absolutely. Yeah, leadership, physical, and mental, and emotional definitely leaders of both offense and defense, respectively.
1: Agreed. Evan Neal may be in that third spot, fourth or fifth at worst. Overall, talent, you know, just even though he's offensive lineman, don't get the credit. Who else fills out that top ten to start the year?
0: To start the year, yeah, I'd say Mechie. Mechie? I would say ex- fan expectations. Billingsley, um, he never lived up to it. I would say Christian Harris, linebacker, was the was <coughs> excuse me expected. And, and, and Josh maybe. Job.
1: Yeah, and maybe to maybe to start the year was the wrong choice of words, but yes, those players throughout the year. Jameson Williams, obviously, we didn't expect that, but he obviously turned into one of those players. Uh, you mentioned Job. the The point that I was making with uh, Armor Davis out, Job out, Jameson Williams out, John Metchie out. Out of your top ten, you're missing forty percent of your. Yeah. Your top ten players on on the team for the for the championship—that's a chunk.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Plus, it is.
1: everybody you lost last year. I again, I'm just thankful that we were in the championship game, and it was it was never more apparent when we lost Williams there in the was it the second quarter?
0: Yeah, second quarter.
1: So when we lost Williams in the second quarter it was never more apparent that the the wide receiving core we had out there was <laughs> several steps down from what we had on the field previous day and and, and he and he's like I said that we'd already been down with mechie since the championship game we lost mechie in the sec championship game lost jameson here but bryce young hats off the dude he was thirty five for fifty seven for three sixty nine. I don't I could not find a stat line out there where it would say how many drops our receivers had. Jeez, yeah. But how many times did he put it on the money and here's the other thing. He had to squeeze it into tight windows because these guys are not Williams where they can get just wide open down the middle mm-hmm. or or bet you, you know, get I mean these guys have to earn every yard and he was putting it on them and don't get me wrong those were tough catches a lot of those but he had it in their hands in tight coverage and they just continually put the ball on the ground Um, yeah if, if he didn't have the drops i don't know if he didn't have 450 yards or more
0: did you did you happen to watch the youtube video of matt wyatt used to be he's from prattville used to quarterback mississippi state does an outstanding job of breaking down different games not just not just Mississippi State and and not just Alabama I mean he will you know a big game he'll break down and he did a nine minute video that is make you sick you know I, I mean I it. think I think the you did see it I did not no. okay I think the the one that hurts probably the worst the two really stood out to me there were a couple where the defensive back had a hold of our arm and we only got one hand on the ball but you know what hey this is this is uh, this ain't Intermiral's brother this is for the National championship game I don't mind a little contact. I thought the refs let both sides play pretty well in the secondary on the in the passing game, so I'm not going to whine about that call. But when we it was third and it was I tell you what it was is when we went on that the the drive from the two yard line and we ended up getting the field goal blocked on third down we hit. Uh, Is it AJ Ajay Hall number eighty four? Yeah, and I mean it was it was a contested throw from Bryce, and and the ball had to get through a little bit of traffic to get to eighty four. But dude, it hit him in the hands at the nine. His second step was at the nine yard line. Now, could he have turned it up and scored? I don't know. The defender was right there, but regardless, it would have moved the chains. It would have got us inside the ten yet again. That drop really really hurt. Not only that, we missed, You know, we get the field goal blocked. And then one time on the uh, – as we're watching TV, we're going left to right, so it must have been first or third quarter, and we hit Ja'Cory Brooks on the sideline on a comeback route, like a back shoulder comeback, and the ball hit him in the hands, dude. Hit him yeah. in both hands, and he just dropped it. And, you know, that was – that was one thing I have I've said, and you, you've kind of hinted at, is I talked about this on this podcast. I've talked about it on Twitter, on message boards, is we have – you Know, I won't bore you with the details again, but you know, with, with Smith, Ruggs, and Judy coming in, uh, they played as a freshman, they played meaningful snaps as a freshman, and they end up helping win the national titles as a freshman. Then the very next year, Ridley's gone, and then we get Waddle, and Waddle comes in and gets snaps with those three guys. Waddle's the real deal. The next year, all four guys are back Smith, Judy, Ruggs, and Waddle, and John Mechie comes in, and Mechie gets snaps. But the class of 2020 and the class of 2021, Javon, the 2020 class is Javon Baker, who's in the portal now, Trayshawn Holden, who did play some this year, and then Ty Bell Jones, Ty Jones Bell, Ty Bell Jones, um, Ty Jones Bell, uh, those were the receivers from the from the class of 2020. They didn't play in 2020, they didn't play much in 2021, they weren't ready. All freshmen are not created equal all five stars are not created equal and it just the the injury to williams was just too much to overcome mhm
1: you know I, w- w- another key in the game i thought i mean it, we're sitting here we're talking about the loss we it, it really should have been a i mean bryce is doing everything he he had to do it should have been a one score loss i mean Georgia's yeah, oh defense yeah, was outstanding. But, you know, we led that game with eight and a half minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we, were, we were winning. With this team and what we had, we were winning with eight and a half minutes to go. Tom, but, you're you know, rolling
0: the moral victory tree, but I'm going to let you no, continue.
1: No, I, it's not the moral <laughs> Well, if you want to call it a moral victory, that's fine. That's not what I – I'm just proud that we got as far as we did. That's what That's what I'm saying. We squeezed
0: and, out as much out of this team at, that we that's could. That's
1: what we did. That's yes. what we did. Georgia had the better team. There's no doubt. With, with everything that we had against us, they had the better team. There's no doubt. But, you know, the uh, – I, I one of the things that I thought was a – was a significant key difference in the game. And you know me and O'Brien hadn't saw eye-to-eye eye all year. But, dude, when we were we were losing the game, uh, I think it was 13-12. to 12. Or no, we had just scored. Mate. I'm trying to think. Uh, we remember. were
0: – okay, we got up 18-13. to 13. Yeah, We so were down 13-12. We get the fluky fumble – Recovery by. Uh, oh no! I,
1: I know what it was. We okay. were down thirteen to nine. We were down thirteen to nine, and we had it first and goal from the five. Yeah. And and that was the drive where we started on our twenty or so, and Brian Robinson probably had thirty five yards of his sixty three yards on the day on that drive, and he was gashing them. Yeah, uh, He, for some reason, he picked up steam on that drive, and he was, bull- I mean, he ripped off two two carries of more than 10 yards, 10, 15 yards. That's that's doing something against this defense. Absolutely And then he is. stuck his hat in there for three or four yards a carry on the other ones, plus I think he caught a screen for seven or eight yards, and we had it first and goal from the five, and damn if we didn't throw the ball on first down. Uh sat, We give it to him on second down. He got about half of it, and then it's third and goal, and you threw it on 3 town. With with how hot he was, I don't care if it was second and third, first and second, first and third. You, I think you've got to give it to him twice there. And yeah. it, it's tougher to run inside the five. It is, but, but as hard as it was for us to move the ball, I think you've got to look as an offensive coordinator and say, this guy – he he's he's giving it all he's got. He is he is doing something against this defense that not many people have got have done. He's hot giving the ball and we didn't yeah, do it.
0: Absolutely, and you he know. He ended up and, the field goal. And he had just you know come off the Cincinnati game where he ran for 204. That is an Alabama bowl record. Okay, do you realize how big of a deal that is? We've mm-hmm. got Derrick Henry has run the ball in bowl games, Sean Alexander, Johnny Musso, Gene Jelks, Bobby Humphrey. We've had a ton of great backs run the football in bowl games, and Brian Robinson is the leader. And not only that, his speech after the game about you know with the media about how he just he 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 grew up in the shadows of Bryant Denny. He wants to play. He loves his university. You know, he didn't hit the transfer portal when he could have. He didn't transfer out when Bo Scarborough. I mean, he stretch his career stretches back to Bo Scarborough, who's Mm -hmm. probably not even in the NFL anymore. So I agree, and I, I, one thing that I was always impressed me with Auburn, regardless of who their coach is, they still, and it, I, we talked about this exact series at work is what's, what's I'm glad you brought it up, because I'm gonna tell you the three plays I would've run, and then you're welcome to, to tell me what three plays you would've run. But one thing Auburn does, Auburn is not afraid to run the tall sweep. I'm talking student body right. You pull both guards, and you toss it out there to tank, and you let him try to pick a hole. Now, I understand with Georgia's defense, hey, you might, a toss sweep, the 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 positive is you, you're giving your, your guy a running head start, and you're gonna let him choose a hole. The negative is you're throwing him the ball, probably, if you snap it at the five, you're probably tossing it to him at the nine or 10. And yeah, Georgia might shoot that gap and get you for a four or five yard loss, but I would have come out with that, I would have done student body right, I'd have pulled both guards, and I would have got the ball on the edge and let, try to let Brian pick and choose his way. And then let, let's just say he gets two yards. So second goal from the three. Okay. <clears throat> we're, but we're on the right hash. So now what I'm going to do, I'm going to run a play. I'm probably going to run a stretch play off left tackle, our strongest offensive lineman, and hope he gets in. If he doesn't get in, so it's third and goal from, let's just say he gets one, it's third and goal from the two. I'm running student body right again, except this time I'm going to fake the toss. I'm going to put Latou on the right hand side, uh, like he's going to block on student body right. I'm going to put him on the right side. I'm going to fake the toss. I'm going to bootleg Bryce out. I'm going to drag the tight end across the field, and it's a run pass option with with uh, Bryce and Latou, and maybe even throw Slate in there if you can get him off the punt return team, and <laughs> and then see. And, and you know the thing is, Tom. And Most important thing about this it keeps the fans happy. <laughs> you <laughs> you oh, get two. You get two runs inside the five, and you get your little boot action pass, then you kick a field goal. But I mean, what what has there's, happened? There's no you? doubt.
1: My, there's no doubt in my mind that that sequence scores. For for that's a good, good se- sequence there. You you would have scored. Now take take. My sequence, because you asked me the same question and you weren't even going to let me answer it, but I would have been in the shotgun on first right. down and I would have handed it to Brian Robinson. I would have run the same offense that we've been running. throughout. The, I, you know, I hate that, and I've said it many times on here, I hate it when it's in sort of an obvious short yardage situation. We change our whole sort of uh setup and, and and not and when i'm saying short yardage i'm not talking about inches you know that you want to get in there and quarterback yeah. sneak it or something i mean but first and go from the five certainly qualifies just run your offense just just get back there in the gun like you've run 80 percent of the plays like every play that robinson has run on this drive has been from that formation get back in there because they still you've got the heisman Trophy quarterback down there they have to respect it they have to respect it and sometimes the toss the sweeps on the goal line are a little tougher to get yardage on now again robinson was running lights out but those safeties and corners are, are much shallower and so there's a lot more run support but still me i'm getting in the gun and i'm gonna run it with him on first down i'm gonna get in the gun i'm gonna run it with him on second down i'm gonna get in the gun i'm gonna run it with him on third down and probably uh, if I'm inside the two, I'm going to do it again on fourth down. Yeah, um, I just don't think the way he was running that I wouldn't have give him four opportunities to get the ball in the end zone right there.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point, and we talked about that exact scenario as well about what you know do you go for it on fourth down because at this point uh, Stetson had not done a whole lot, you know, and I think I think you do. I think you go for it if if you get. Yardage, in which I don't remember exactly where if we lost yardage to kick a field goal or what. It seems like we might have got pushed back to the five or six, or you know maybe we didn't gain anything at all. But uh, you know, I, th- I think if you gain the positive yards, like you said, you know fourth and goal from the one and a half, go for it. And then if you don't get it, how hey, you got them backed up? You know mm-hmm. a- anything can happen. So yep, yep.
1: And, and, and points were such a pre- – I mean, even at that point, you, you only have nine, you've had three field goals. You've got to say to yourself, this is going to be one of the better opportunities of having a game to actually get in the end zone, and you need to take advantage of it. And lo and behold, yet uh, another short field goal, which uh, is not going to win many championship games unless you're playing LSU.
0: Yeah, that's true, and and not only that, the the rushing touchdown would have would have really. I'm not going to say demoralized Georgia, but it would have definitely hurt their feelings. I think they allowed three rushing touchdowns all year. Mm-hmm. Georgia had the defense that Tom predicted Bama would have this year. <laughs> that that is exactly right. That is exactly right. Uh, and uh, I, we can we can talk about this game as long as you want. I, I guess the last point I had is I look for. I look for total snaps, and you can find it somewhere, but, man, it, you got to really dig deep on the internet to find exactly how many snaps that a, a certain player played. But they Alabama puts it out uh, every game, and I couldn't find it on RollTide.com. But I did find receptions. And so once Jamison went out, so Mitch is out, Jamison's out, Slade Bolden was our, our number one go-to receiver, and he had 42 receptions on the year. Okay, our backups were Treshawn Holden, who played uh, pretty extensively. Ja'Cory Brooks, he played – you know, he was, I guess, the go-to guy as the number three receiver once that Mechie went out. You know, Jamison went to number one option, and then Slade went to number two. So Ja'Cory Brooks went to number three. You know, so he, he technically started the game in a three wide receiver set. JoJo Earl, Javon Baker, Ty Jones-Bell, and Ajay Hall. A.J. Hall, however you pronounce his name. Okay, those six – Slade had 42 receptions on the year. Those six players combined had 61 receptions on the year. You know, Ja'Cory Brooks, everybody remembers him from the Auburn game, and rightfully so, you know, and then he played against Georgia. He played against Cincinnati extensively, got a touchdown against Cincinnati. He only had 15 receptions all year. You know, would I would have guessed more. But, you know, how many snaps did those players have? Not, not many. I mean, 61 receptions. I'm going to say they probably had under 200 snaps collectively. And 200 sounds like a lot, but that's six players, you know, that, that, that probably didn't accumulate roughly 200 snaps. And it just – you know, the, the defensive coordinator, Lanning, who's now going to be coach at Oregon, you know, he told him he, You know, we got the sideline report once Jameson's out. Lanning told him He said, hey, this is a game changer. You know, there's no excuses now. We're going to win this ball game on the defensive side of the ball. And, I mean, it, just, there was no doubt. And you think of five-star – everybody always says, well, Saban just craps out another five-star player. And we do. We've got five-star talent on the field, but that the National Championship game goes to show you the difference in being a five-star and a five-star who's ready to play. And, you know, I never played wide receiver in my life, but the great wide receivers, you know, it's easy. to. Last year it's like, God, why can't they just guard Devontae Smith? And Why can't they just guard Jalen Waddell? What, it, they're trying to. These guys are just that good, you know? <laughs> and I think Hall – and I think Ja'Corey Brooks and JoJo Earl, and I didn't even mention Christian Leary. You know, I don't know what his deal was, if he was injured or whatever. I think we've got some players on the on the field this year that will help us win another conference title, maybe even a national title before they leave. They just weren't ready to do it other night. And it, it's kind of like when we lost to Ohio State in um, – in 2014 if you remember we had some injuries that game and I don't remember the linebacker it might have been Ragland I don't remember who was playing then but we had a freshman named Sean Dion Hamilton who got thrust into the action against Ohio State he was a freshman wide-eyed you know hadn't played a whole lot but talent I mean heck he made the NFL and uh, and was a very instrumental part of one of our national titles I guess the 2015 and maybe even the 2017 I can't remember uh, but I know he was on the national championship team. He got thrown in there against Ohio State. Ohio State saw, like, hey, we got a freshman in here. And they did that crack back block, and Zeke Elliott went for 75 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens when you're a freshman and you're not ready to play. It's, it, it, that's going to happen, and, and our receivers and could not get the gosh, separation. Gosh, I wanted
1: the ball back so bad in that game. We were, we, we, were, we were running hot on offense until Zeke broke that. I mean, yeah, that, that put it 14 with – Four minutes to go, or whatever it was, we still made it seven and got the ball back. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean that's we how we were a hell Mary was... from.
0: We were hell Mary from tying that ball game because yeah. Urban Meyer is so freaking cocky, you know. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean that's that's how that's how well the offense was playing toward the end of the game. We just couldn't make that stop, and and you nailed it. That's that's exactly what happened.
0: Well, that's that's all I really have. I, I'm I'm in between Colt McCoy getting hurt and rolling the moral victory tree, but hey. It took me a while. It took me about a week to say it, but congratulations, dog fans. I mean, it's a great feeling. A lot of you hadn't felt it in your lifetime, but but just d- don't get used to it, my friends, because heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I had them close, but but just opposite. I
1: had us losing to Georgia in regular season, or not losing to Georgia. But yeah. I did. I, I had us. I had us losing the SEC championship game, but winning the national championship game. Yeah, and and it, we were and we were all opposite. over it. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I had Ohio State beating us, and I had us with one loss and getting beat in the national title game. And uh, you know, I uh, we were both really really close with our yeah, predictions. Yeah,
1: I had Georgia and Alabama in the title game, which is weird to say, but uh, I had it flip flopped. I had us. I had us losing the SEC champion. I had us in the exact spot that Georgia was in. Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, hats off to you, Georgia, unfortunately for us. But, uh, again, I'm super proud of of how – how the how the season actually turned out at the end. I mean, to to spend time at number one and the number one seed in the playoffs again. I mean, it was it was really really amazing. It was a heck of a coaching job. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's like you said a while ago. He squeezed the most out of this team that you could get for sure. Yeah.
0: And hey, you know, the thing is, if Georgia uh, loses that opener against Clemson, they're out of the playoffs. You know, we beat them in Atlanta, they're out. So, And we'd have, we'd have been national title. Because let me tell you who the playoffs would have been, Tom. Bama won Cincinnati – no, Bama won Michigan 2, Cincinnati 3, Notre Dame 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and get the ring size, fellas, because that would have been – that just would have been too good to be true. But Clemson foiled us again. Yep, they did. They did. Well – uh, as soon as the game ended, uh Caesars or Bovada or somebody came out with the the way too early predictions for next year and, and guess who's picked to win the national title next year? Mm. frickin' Bama. What? <laughs> I think we were like plus two twenty-five, I think Georgia plus, plus two seventy-five. Oh yeah, we're plus, man. We're not gonna be. Minus. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I
1: thought you, I thought you said minus. <laughs> no, no. I, plus, that's what I heard in my mind. I'm like
0: plus. Yeah, it's like, and then Ohio State rounds out number three, I think, on with the with the odds. So, uh, you know, we got a great recruiting class coming in, and uh, we've got, like you said, we've got the unquestioned leader on offense, Heisman Trophy winner, the unquestioned leader on defense, and uh, and Will Anderson. What about Dallas Turner? I don't I'd like to that's who I would like to see how many snaps he played this year and and then look at overall, like how many snaps did our defense play? Let's just say that we played 75 snaps a game and we played 15 games. So that would be 750, 1,500. That would be what a thousand, just let's just say a thousand snaps. I'm gonna say Dallas Turner probably didn't play half of those because he was he's a true freshman.
1: Andy's, Christopher, uh, a- Annie's doesn't play both ways.
0: Uh, I said defensive snaps.
1: Seven oh, oh A
0: ten, uh, ten games. We played fifteen games. A ten game season at seventy five snaps would have been seven hundred fifty. You double that, fifteen hundred, and then take. I don't know. I was trying to do the math in my head. Just, so I just came up with a round number of a thousand. Oh yeah, yeah okay. I'll follow you. Dallas Turner was at least third string starting out against Miami because you had Christopher Allen, and then you had Drew Sanders. Well, as soon as Christopher Allen goes out, Drew Sanders is number one. I guess Dallas goes to number two. But I'm going to say halfway through the year, he probably hadn't played, oh, gosh, what – maybe 10 12 snaps a game after six games yeah, he pl- he any. played under 100 snaps and he had eight and a, he finished with eight and a half sacks now he played a, a metric ton in the final you know month of the month and a half of the season but we've got him coming back so the 2022 season is looking bright so we're going to talk about who who's leaving uh, who's coming back and i don't i follow recruiting but once nick saban once it was obvious he was going to sign great classes i quit knowing every person's name you know I'll, I'll figure it out when they get there and get their jersey number but we got some players hitting the portal a lot of these are not are really surprising but it, they are concerning and we'll talk about why Shane Lee a uh, middle linebacker would have been great under Gene Stallings would have been even better under coach Bryant he just does not transfer to the 2020s you know college football he, he's heavy and he's he's he'd he have been great on uh, Georgia's defense this year. You know he's mm-hmm. he's a, a hole plugger, so not a big loss there. Drew Sanders, that one hurts, man. He was second team, but the thing is, he was going to remain second team. He saw the writing on the wall. Dallas Turner is not giving up that spot outside of injury, which can happen, which is a foreshadowing of why some of these are are concerning. Uh, King Miwakuda, I don't know how to really pronounce his name. You know, he hit the portal last year, came back to Bama, and it's not clicking for him, so he's gone. Jalen Moody, another linebacker, that's a little concerning there. He definitely could play, you know, he he would play. He would play next year and play extensively and definitely on special teams. Paul Tyson, quarterback, headed to Arizona State, or Arizona, one of the Pac-12 teams. Javon Baker, uh, you know, aforementioned receiver, I just never really got on the field, you know, like we thought he should. Jaleel Billingsley, the biggest disappointment in a while from a Nick Saban coach team, he is headed to Texas, so he will see Alabama next year in Game Two, and then Tommy Brown, offensive lineman. Now that was up until I, I did this paperwork last week, so I don't know. I don't know who all has hit the portal since then. If anybody has, but. You know, I think the two concerning names are Drew Sanders and uh, and Jalen Moody, on def- both on defense. I
1: would add Jaleel Billingsley to that. As much of a disappointment as he was this year, I think most of that was just a pure head case. I... I, 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 I he was he was he was much better catching the ball his freshman year. He was all everything. We thought he was just going to have a tear out, and he got the he got the yips. That's all all I can say about it. He's still athletic. He's still fast. He can get open. He can block. He just can't catch. But that will come back to him, and and that will be a player that we miss. I'm afraid. I'm with you, Drew Sanders. Uh, big loss there. I. I don't know the mentality of a guy. He's at a linebacker spot and you know he spent time with Sabin and, and all these guys. He knows he's gotta know that Saban if Saban thinks he's one of the four best linebackers, he'll he'll swap positions.
0: Yeah, man. He's you gonna know, he's gonna play. He's gonna play a yes. lot.
1: And and heck it all the injuries that that go on, I mean by the time and, and that's just assuming that you're saying to yourself i can't beat these other guys out at my position <laughs> you know that's not even yeah, giving yourself yeah. a shot and i don't even know how you cannot give yourself a shot at that as you've already been the starter this year um, that I think that's just a dejection move uh, you know he lost it oh my god. I just, we were up thirteen in basketball. I looked over and we we're only up two.
0: Yeah, it's it's not. I've been watching it out of the corner of my eye. It's 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 not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they just go on spurts. I uh, bet they haven't been shooting the ball well. I imagine that. No, but yeah, you think uh, uh, <laughs> so? Th- those are definitely concerning. And, and I'll tell you what, this transfer portal thing has gotten completely out of control. And I expect there will be a major overhaul of this thing in the off season or at least a significant conversation. And they may they may not feel they can change it one year after putting in the rules that they have. They may want it to run its course for a couple, two or three years. But this is just crazy. Honestly.
0: We just hey I I mean there's no there's no start or stop time. Like we can Will Anderson can get in the portal right now like there's got to be and i think this all you're getting at there needs to be a window you know
1: yeah th- there definitely needs to be a window and i, I think you you've got to go back to you've got to go back to some sort of restriction on immediate playing time i understand the reason and, and and maybe maybe that answer is you can't enter the portal until maybe you're a junior or Maybe if unless you, the coach leaves, there was already some exemptions for coaches leaving that sort of thing. I, I, I'm not sure entirely what the answer is, but but having, I mean, let's let's just look at this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight players you noted in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Now that oh oh I oh I know what it was. But that's just, that's just right here at the end. There were four previous transfers that yeah. happened in November. Right off yeah, the, yeah. you know, Pierce Quick was one of those. and
0: Marcus you know, Banks, who would have started the national title game had he yeah. remained at so
1: There's been 12 actual transfers that I know of. That's 12. I mean, you've only got 85 scholarship players. You're talking about... More than 10% of your roster, uh, approaching 15%. All right, I'm going to put this on pause because I lost JT, so one second. Okay, so I got Tiffin back. Um, Yeah, so, so 12 players since November that I know of are in the portal, and... I mentioned this to our listening audience while you were dead in the water, Tiffin. But that's that's ten to fifteen percent of your scholarship roster left. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a huge number. That's a huge number, and if you if you sit there and and think that out of the eighty five players, it is eighty five on scholarship, isn't that right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Eighty five. So.
1: You know, out of the 85 players, you've got, if you take out the freshman class, you've got 60 players, roughly, that are there that are contributing, that are, are, are getting ready to do something. Plus, you take out the players that are leaving because they're seniors. he he, he, I mean because the the portals not really for I mean it could be for upcoming seniors but if you stay three years a lot of seniors leave if they want to play a year but if they've contributed whatsoever they're not in there so I guess the point that I'm making is that 10 to 15 percent of your scholarship players is is realistically maybe even more than that a, a greater percentage of your actual contributors that you or your future potential contributors on your team, and everybody's going through that. Yeah, and yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be a uh, that's going to be something that they're going to address in a
0: hurry, because this is really out of control. I, you know, I just think I, I agree with what you said on the portal. They need they need to do something about it. I just think they're afraid now to to put any restrictions on it based on you know the Supreme Court. They tried to they try to go to the Supreme Court and cap the NIL and NIL is like yeah we're not doing that. You know this is America. This is not uh, you know we're, we're not in a, we're not a socialist country yet, my friend. You know if 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 somebody wants to pay Bryce Young a million dollars, we're not going to tell them that they can only pay him fifty thousand. That's just we're going to let the free market you know rule, and that's the way this is the way it should be. And I think they're afraid that if they say, "Well, hey, you know, we're only opening the portal for," and to me, I think you open the portal. The let's just say the weekend after the national title game. You know, everybody can get in the portal. Everybody's season is hundred percent complete. And you and I just say, I say, do it from there till February one and that's the one that's when the portals open and then open it again maybe uh you know a month before the season begins whatever they can come up with that I just don't know that they're going to the problem I have like Drew Sanders was a contributor a starter and then after losing his starting job a contributor on Alabama's team we get to play him next year at Arkansas mm-hmm. like that sucks you know yeah I mean, but I don't know that you can put the toothpaste back in the tube and say, hey, you can't, you know, you can't transfer. If you transfer in your conference through the portal, you're going to go the old way. You're going to sit out a year. I just don't think they can get that done. I think they should. I think if you transfer within your conference, specifically within the division of your conference, you ought to have to sit a year. You know, there ought to be some some stuff and then if you don't want to sit a year then prove that you have a sick aunt that you have to move close to you know that's that's fine i don't think anybody has a problem with when they move for that reason but i don't know that we will so that enough about that uh let's let's get to the positives but we'll go ahead and talk about leaving early for the nfl mechie is gone kind of expected we we were kind of hoping he would come back but I think we really expect him to go. Slade Bolden, as we saw Mark Jennings tweet about how that what the NFL <laughs> thinks about his chances in the NFL, <laughs> very promising. He's gone. Uh, Jamison Williams, Evan Neal, they are pushing Evan Neal. With Jacksonville having the number one pick in the draft, and they have their franchise, at least they believe they have their franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, they're saying that Evan Neal could be the first guy off the board. That mm-hmm. would be awesome if he could be. Yep. Uh, Chris Allen, what a disappointment for Bama fans. Happy for him. Always happy for the Bama Bama players who get to go to the NFL. That that is, you know, we love Bama football, and I'm not a huge pro fan. I do love the playoffs. I you know watch more. I watch more NFL football this weekend than I did all year combined, and I'll watch even more this coming weekend. But you know these players. They love Bama while they're here, but they're, they're in it too, especially the elite players. I mean, they want to go to NFL, so I'm happy for them. But it sucks. We we didn't even get to enjoy him, but really one year, 2020, he mm-hmm. was poised to have a breakout year in 2021. Hurts his foot or whatever in game one, and he's done. Thanks for yeah. playing, you know. Josh Job is out. Jalen Armour Davis. I really felt like he should have come back. He's gone. And then I had a question mark on Christian Harris coming back or leaving early. He announced uh, within the past 48 hours he's leaving. I really feel like he is making a mistake as far as kind of like Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson's still in the NFL, and hey, as long as you get to that second contract, you're fine. But I really feel like that, that Christian is leaving money on the table. By leaving early. So, uh, and then of course Fidarian Mathis, you know, a lot of all of these players could have come back with that super senior year, the COVID year. And uh Fiderian Mathis is is leaving early and um you know, he's a senior. Yeah. He's a senior that that went ahead and said, "Hey, I'm not coming back." And hey, more power to him. He's going to have a good uh, has a chance to have a good career in the NFL. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about these early entries is that we had
1: no good surprises. Like there were no players that you're going, man, they could go to the NFL and make something here, but they're coming back, yeah, we like had Christian none more, yeah, we had none of those uh we we had the ones that some surprises, like Slade Bolden, I'm not <laughs> sure where he got his <laughs> his <laughs>
0: recommendation info from, uh, somebody asked me. They're like, is did I read that right? He's going pro. Well I, well, I don't get it. I'm like, dude, Tom went pro in the NBA. If you want to go pro, all you got to do <laughs> is fill out the paperwork.
1: And and like you said, Jalen Armor Davis, I don't I don't see him flying off the board somewhere. Not uh, don't either. Maybe these guys are getting some some info that we don't know about, but. Um, you know, un- unfortunately for us, those would have been really good and solid contributors for uh, a- another season of college. And, and uh, again, wish them all the luck. It it was just a little bit surprising, those two in particular, that they, they left. And, you
0: know, we'd kinda hoped, we would kind of hoped, we thought maybe a silver lining of the NIL money would be a, a kid like Jalen Armour Davis or – even Chris Allen, you know, might decide to come back b- yeah. because of NIL money, but apparently it's just not enough because mm-hmm. I and I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what fifth round money looks like, but I would say Jalen Armor Davis is a third day pick, which is gonna be rounds four, five, six and seven, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. maybe he'll prove me wrong.
1: Yeah, and, and there's gonna be no guarantee I don't know where the guaranteed money stops. Uh i I I think the structured money stops at round
0: 1, right? Probably so. I just know I know when you get to round 5, 6 and 7, dude, you got to make the team. Yeah, you know? you're not
1: guaranteed a roster spot for sure. So, uh, you know, again, good luck to you. I just it's just surprising when when those a couple of those names
0: hit the hit the board as leaving early. Yeah. Well, and you said we didn't have any good surprises. Maybe we didn't have any surprises like barmore or jonathan allen those years they came back but we did have some positives uh toto is coming back that is a leader on the defense played really well down the stretch in my opinion He played
1: better in the last two or three games than he did all year jordan
0: battle coming back could have easily gone pro i think he'd been a third day selection uh hellums would have been a third day selection or undrafted free agent he's coming back DJ Dell, Byron Young, Ikior—they're all coming back. Have announced they're coming back. So those are guys who either started or play. You know, like with DJ Dell, I don't know that he ever started, but he, he provided depth. Yeah, and, and I just
1: don't—I don't see the guys that I don't—I don't call them good surprises. Yes, they could have left. They could have gotten drafted, but they're not. I to me, I can. See, if you're a first round guy, you need to leave. just point blank you need to leave second round guys are the guys that where I would like and maybe even third round guys second and third round guys those are the guys that you get surprised they come back because they want to improve their stock and they want to get in that first round and those Mm -hmm. are those are the ones that most years we have one or two of those yeah I mean most of the time we do but just didn't didn't show up
0: that way this year well you know as long as we get development from our wide receivers, and I don't we I don't know if we talked about this uh, yet or not about the portal, the, the positives from the portal. You know, we're getting Eli Ricks from LSU, a t- former five-star defensive back. So it'd be very shocking. If he, if he doesn't start, that is a good thing. That means we've got players that outperformed. Eli Ricks, who started at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we fully expect him to start. And then we got that Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Georgia Tech, who just looks phenomenal on tape. And I'm not a big tape watcher in high school because I'm like, okay, yeah, I have no idea who you're playing. You know, for all I know, it's Hoover versus Red Bay. And I, I'm not an idiot. You're gonna put your good stuff on tape. But when you get into college, you know he the guys at Georgia Tech, and he's playing. Yeah, he's playing ACC ball, but they play, you know, they play Division one football, P five, and this guy's looking great. So I think a very good addition uh, to him. And as we saw this year, you can't have too many running backs. So you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll have a little bit better injury luck. But I, you know, we're poised with with the aforementioned. Leaders on offense. Dallas Turner coming on, turning on in the in the last quarter of the season. Uh, gosh, him and Will Anderson rushing the passer is just. Let
1: Let me ask you this, Tim. Okay. Just on a little side note. So we had. Let me Let me circle back to the transfer transfer portal there. Per our numbers, we lost twelve players, scholarship yes. players. All those guys on scholarship, I think, right? Yes. Uh, I think so and then we pick up two portal players.
0: We're still negative 10. We are, but I don't know if you know the rules or not this year, and I don't know if it's going to be every year. You can pick up – you can sign 25 initials, and then you can pick up seven portal players. So we're 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 not – listen, we're not done by any stretch of the imagination running uh, – oh, rating I, the portal. I
1: don't think we're done, but I guess the question in my mind is, you know, we've got those players from November already have homes. Billingsley has a home. Drew Sanders has a home. Uh, other teams are picking these players up immediately. And, you know, are we out there thinking that we need to fill some spots to just to be filling them? Or... You know, are we looking around? And, and I think that will be the case. I think you want a full roster, regardless. But it's hard. It's hard when you lose four and five star players. I'm not saying all these guys are four and five star players, but m- several of these are. Several of them. Uh, when you lose them, who do you replace them with? You, you know, you, I guess the point being is is you've got you've got Running backs from Georgia Tech, yes, that's an upgrade uh, from Georgia Tech to Alabama, and you're going to be in, in a much higher premier program. But if you're if you're doing well at your current school, chances are you're not looking to leave. <laughs> no, for sure. And so you lose four and five star players.
0: Who do you who do you bring in? Three star players who's not starting on a team? Well, I think with, with Alabama, with Nick Saban's Alabama, we're going to bring in, be able to bring in guys who were starting, and I don't know why Gibbs left. You know, Eli Ricks easily just said, hey, coach, and change, I, you know, I, I was a ride or die with Coach Ogeron. I'm not ride or die with Brian Kelly. I'm going to move on. But, no, you you bring up a good point is – I mean, you know, I, agree, I I, agree I don't with think that, we fill them, I don't think we fill it with warm bodies. To answer your question, I think we look for. I think we have our eye on a receiver, a difference maker in the receiving game, and I think we go after that guy. Maybe we've got our our eye on a, a defensive lineman, or a, another cornerback, another defensive guy in the defensive backfield. But yeah, you know, signing. We've we've got two committed, and I guess signed, and then we can do five more. I don't know that we fill those five. Well, uh, like and and, really you, just,
1: and you made a, you made a point there that I I wanted to bring up too, you know, you said yeah, we go after this or that. that that that's really technically not the case in the portal, right? They have to be in the portal before you can approach them. It's not like you can go out there and recruit a player that's, on a different they're team. They're supposed I, to be They're supposed to, to be in
0: the portal. <laughs> I think
1: I think most I think most players instigate some you know, I think players reach out and and see if if there's some interest there before they pull the trigger on some of those portal things. But, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it would be smart on their part to do so. But as far as you know, search and destroy. I don't know. What do you do? Do you get on Indeed.com and, and post a, a opening for a, a receiver? <laughs> you know, we're you looking. Do do. <laughs> we can hold some signs out there, you know, uh, looking to fill a position or two or something. I, I don't know how that's going to work when, you're, when you have a need, because we certainly do. We have a need. And, and I think the savvy player knows that. It's just a matter of, is there a high-caliber player that we we'd like to pursue? So,
0: yeah, it just it, it's amazing that you know we got Jamison Williams, but with you know he was running fourth team at Ohio State and not that was not a, a slap at Jamison. You no. had Alave and Garrett Wilson who set yeah. out the Rose Bowl, and Smith and Jibba had three hundred yards receiving mm-hmm. their number three receiver. So I just feel like there's you know. There's only so many players out there that are going to be the quality of Jamison Williams that are not already playing, and I think that's what you're trying to get at. You know, is Javon Baker, is he that guy? You know, he he couldn't step on the field in Alabama. He was a former four-star, I think a high four-star kid. You know, did it just not click with him in Alabama, and wherever he's going, will it click with him there? Yeah. So, you know, I just – I don't know, but you're not going to – you're not going to build a championship program relying on the portal. I don't I don't think any coach believes that. I think you can fill a need and we feel two big needs this year. I think we'd like to add a wide receiver, a legit um, you know, six two, six three speedster to take over what Jameson the void that Jameson's gonna leave. But other than that, I don't know that we I think what you do is those extra scholarships you have, you just offer it to uh, to players on the team. And then you recruit the next year. But I, I don't know, it's interesting, you know, this is still in its infancy, so we will we'll learn a lot in the next, you know, six to eight to twelve months on on what um you know what we're looking at with transfer portal and things of that nature.
1: Yeah, and before before we wrap it up, Alabama did secure the win over L S U tonight. They almost blew it there. They were they up did.
0: thirteen with like
1: three minutes to go and LSU had a, a game tying three point attempt at the buzzer.
0: <laughs> Hearts so. are broken. Sorry yeah. about that, LSU fans. So Tough uh, break. Well, Tom, that pretty much wraps up – it definitely wraps up the 2021 season. We have not really talked about what we're going to do. I'm sure with, if basketball, we'll probably crank something out, you know, for March Madness, maybe even before. And, uh, and, of course, we do have another signing day, which most everybody has already signed. But we have the normal signing day. Uh, the first Wednesday in February that we we might uh, you know put one. Yeah, look in. look
1: for a podcast after that, guys. I think I think we we should hit back right after signing day to see how that. Cla- and maybe we'll have some more action in the portal coming our way. And, uh, and then we'll have a better grasp
0: on this basketball team, too, in the next two or three weeks. Sounds like a plan. If I'm not mistaken, I think we're about an hour and ten minutes in. So apologies Perfect. to apologies to those of y'all that have the 55-minute commute that are, you're going to have to come out of work in this the last <laughs> 12 and a half minutes. But as always, Tom, if you're going to hate Auburn, you have to hate early and hate often. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Take it easy, guys.